Well, hello everyone, welcome to VR Verdict Podcast, episode 123. I am PJ, and joining me today is Loic. Hello, happy to be here. Loic, you are from Victoria VR, and you're here to talk about... I, I honestly, is it a game? Is it an app? What, what, could you describe Victoria VR to us? Uh, yeah, uh, so I'm the uh, Chief Marketing Officer. Uh, so yeah, my name is Loic. And... Uh, yeah, so Victor VR is a, it's a mix of uh, the both things that you just mentioned. On one part is a game, and on the other part is uh, what we call the kind of like a creative playground. So it's basically a a metaverse where you can do a lot of things that uh, you know that are beyond gaming. So let's say working, uh, doing your fitness. So imagine it's like a virtual world in which you come to do activities, basically. That's really neat. I, I was, you know, been talking to you guys since I think May, and I'm still, you know, I know like there's different parts, but just in watching the video we have playing, like there's you're riding around on a hoverboard and then you can be killing zombies in the tunnels and it's <laughs> just a lot going on yeah yeah it's uh so that's what we call the mini games right so the zombie for example that's uh that's a mini game and that's uh you're going to be able to uh have some fun you know doing uh uh, kind of like the the traditional uh, game, like a MMORPG, where you're going to be able to do quests and whatnot. But you also be able to, um, like, use, like, uh, you know, just having fun. Like, we're just uh, in the process of releasing a, a um, how is it called? Like, a kind of like a, a police uh, uh, drill, you know, where you go into the warehouse and you shoot the targets uh, and stuff like that. So like a shooting range, basically. Um, and again, that's kind of like a mini games, right? It's it's like, hey, today with your friends, you want to do something a little bit different. Imagine you're in the real world, you go to the mall and then you go to play your bowling or you go uh, play, you know, laser tag and stuff like that. Uh, here, in the metaverse, it's kind of the same, right? You, you you can do a lot of different things. And these ones in particular. Uh, for um, the hoverboard, it's a little bit uh, different. So as if you were going, your friend going to do skate, uh, skating or whatever, you're going to be able to do and, and have fun with the hoverboard. You know, one of you will be able to maybe build a circuit, uh, you know, like a, a track for with different kind of like uh, challenges, you know, and then you'll be able oh, cool. to to go through that with the hoverboard. But at the same time, the hoverboard is a um, tele uh, not teleportation. Sorry, it's a uh, transportation uh, uh, vehicle, like a, a mean transportation mean within a Victoria VR. So you'll be oh, able nice. to. Uh, to use it and to go from your plot of land, for example, to the main capital, you'll be able to basically fly in the sky and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's and that's why we we are testing it right now. Uh, more in terms, like as you see right now, it's it's more like using uh, right now. It's it's more about 
the controls and and having fun on a on the uh, a track but uh, down the road it's more than that that's awesome um how long has this victory vr been in development because you guys have um a lot of videos of like really gorgeous like venues and scenery um and all like you've mentioned all the different things to do like there's a lot going on i'm just curious how yeah. long you've been working on this so um Officially, the, the company has been uh, in, in function basically since uh, 2018. And uh, that's where like a, a, a small uh, team, uh, like a nucleus really, like few, few, uh, like less than 10 people, uh, they, they started and they really, uh, as soon as the, the, um, the new headset, you know, the new VR was available in terms of technology, uh, like we had advanced and then a real engine was where it is right now, uh, or actually back in a few years ago, then that's when the team started to see the dream that the dream that they had could be, uh, achieved. And, and that dream was kind of like, you know, the, a kind of like an idea of uh, ready player one, right? The idea of you uploading yourself into the verse, into the metaverse and being able to do more than just, you know, like, you know, like the very basics that uh, like just seeing a movie or seeing a screen or something like that, but really able to interact, participating. And we saw that uh, me, my, myself, I, I, since I joined uh, Victoria VR, um, I dove back into uh, into the, the virtual world, right? Uh, the last time I tried, it was maybe six or seven years ago, right? And I was like, hey, okay, that's gimmicky. That's not really pretty. It's very dizzy, you know, it makes me dizzy mm -hmm. and stuff like that. No games really. It's just a Jurassic Park type, you know, where you are, oh, okay, it's amazing. You know, you got a big... Uh, a big uh, uh, T-Rex, uh, you know, <laughs> running through you. And you're like, okay, that's cool. But, you know, what do I do now? And then you, you yeah. have fun for a few hours and you're done, right? But um, but then I I, I went uh, on Oculus Store uh, as soon as I got in Victoria VR. I wanted to be reacquainted with the, with the technology. And, oh, my God, it's like all these games. Now, it's absolutely crazy. <laughs> Right, and I don't think people realize that because there's a lot of like I had all my friends, you know, playing a lot of these games, you know, from Beat Saber to Free of the Fight and and all of that, and people go absolutely bonkers. Like they don't even know it exists, right? And so it's it's actually very amazing. I do my fitness in um, in VR now, right? Yeah. Um, so like I said, uh, Free of the Fight, Creed, whatever, you know, I I I sweat. You know, like crazy. Uh, <laughs> yep. So you, there's a lot of things that you can do. You can play poker for fun. You know, you can, yeah. And it's 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 more real than than ever before. So I think we're getting there slowly. And or Victoria, as you can see, the graphics. It's kind of like it's designed with uh, Unreal Engine, right? Yeah. And so I think the improvement it it's so massive compared to what was available before and now you can truly um do some realistic graphics right that was the dream of the team right that's why they say okay we we do not go vr until something is the the, the technology is ready to welcome something that looks uh lifelike 
right? So sure. uh, that's where uh, that's why, as you can see here, you you feel like you're in a museum, right? Yeah. And so that's the idea there. Um, we want to be as close as real life as possible in terms of graphics. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to mention the the museum gallery type thing looks really great. Um, yep. Can't wait to see it like in in digital person or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it just looks amazing. Like there's no like distortion or anything on the pictures from your video. Like it's yeah. just there. And it looks good. And then yeah, you get really the experience as well, right? You get a little interaction where you can collect things when you go into certain paintings. There's some interaction there, you know, something that is some Easter eggs that you have to find or something like that. And these are meant to be NFTs down the road, right? And then you can buy them, you can expose them, you can, you know, whatever uh, you want to do with it, like statues, like you say, you can see here, like sky's the limit. Uh, literally right. when it comes to the type of interaction that you can have there. Yeah, I was going to bring it up. I'm not very educated on NFT and blockchain yet. I'm still mm -hmm. back here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you guys are building building Victoria VR off of uh, like blockchain technology and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. I don't know if you want to give a, a brief discussion yeah, sure. on that because like I said, I'm a total noob. I haven't got into that stuff yet. <laughs> yes, basically, you know, that technology blockchain is from what I, I believe. I mean, I've been in crypto. Uh, I like interested on a personal level in crypto for a few years now. I make it five or six. And uh, and so I saw the, the blockchain technology arriving. It's absolutely uh, life uh, uh, shattering. Like the, in terms of technology, what you can do now is absolutely crazy. So basically building a game on blockchain technology, what we call now Web3 uh, for this type of activities, uh, game design and whatnot, um, is is bringing in a whole new level in terms of data, right? How you handle the data, how you handle property. And that's the biggest thing uh, of it all, right? Is that it's it's a it's a technology like blockchain is about immutability right it's like you, you cannot you cannot change the way a transaction has been done for example and and nfts you know where you have a basically a, um, a unique piece of digital property that that you own right and it's yours because the because it's 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 uh it's written in the ledger uh, when it comes to the blockchain, and that makes it, like I said, immutable, and therefore nobody can contest it, right? So that means that you can uh, sell it to somebody, uh, you can always trace it back to the original owner, right? The, the guy who minted, the person who minted it, right? And so the interesting thing as well, and when we talk about royalties, for example, and, and proper ownership, you can definitely set up something where you minted an item, for example, and then you sell it. And then with every transaction that happened afterwards, which is if the person who bought it from you sell it to someone else and so on, right? For every transaction, because of the, the way the blockchain is built, you could potentially get a, per a percentage royalties with every uh, transaction, which, is, which solves some of the issues that you see with second market. Right for games, for example, when 
when you have uh, uh, people buying a game, you're like, okay, I finished the game. What do I do now? Right? Okay, mm. then you can sell it. But then the, the first person, for example, the distributor or the publisher who created the, the game uh, and now get a commission for every every transaction that's happening, every time where the game is sold to another party, then the publisher gets gets a little something, right? The percentage of the transaction, which I think it is a great thing. And it's the same with items, basically. Can you imagine a publisher uh, uh, where you have, uh, let's say you, you, you are a, a smith, you know, like a, whatever, a blacksmith in a game, um, and you're building swords, whatever, and then you sell it to someone and someone sell it to someone else and so on. Uh, you get something. You, cre- you can clearly create a business around it, right? So that's the idea. And of course, the, uh, there's so many other stuff. Like you can, you can build an economy based on a token for us, VR. Uh, you know, the, that's the ticker for uh, Victoria VR, it's VR. And um, you can basically build an entire economy around that because you can use a token to actually uh, be purchased in the game. But is that token, as uh, as long as it's listed in what you call uh, CEX, which is a, a central exchange, uh, or even DEX, you know, decentral, uh, decentralized exchange. Uh, as long as it listed somewhere in one of these places, it has a value, uh, a real life value, right? It's uh, it can be exchanged for what we call fiat money, which is the old traditional like the USD, the euro, the pound, and whatnot. And so you can, for example, go into the game, do activities, earn some uh, tokens and then sell it uh, back to real, what we call real money, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it's all of that that is, uh, it's absolutely uh, amazing, right? That the, the, the use of blockchain is um, just like brushed the, the, the amount of utility that blockchain is bringing uh, to, the, to the world, basically, and to the gaming world. Yeah, that's... That's exciting, and like I said, I I have a very high level understanding, but that's mm-hmm. about it. But it is, you know, as a gamer, as you know, when I was younger, it'd be like I was. The thought was always like, hey, if I could do this in a game and get paid for it, that'd be really neat. <laughs> yeah, that's actually I mean, I remember, starting yeah. starting to happen. So that's really that's crazy. Exactly. I mean, I remember when I played games. I started my journey online. I don't know, in 1996, maybe five, something like that. I can't remember. But basically with uh, games like uh, Ultima Online, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, right. It's absolutely amazing. And then you had people literally already back then living their life. Not saying, not judging. I'm not saying that's that's a good thing or bad thing. I'm just saying it happened. (laughs) Right, and yeah. you had people absolutely living their fantasies, and you had blacksmiths, and you had uh, role players playing, you know, whatever bards. You had people playing orcs, elves, and whatever, right? And yep. uh, you had even places like Shadow Clan. You created their own language uh, mm-hmm. as orcs and their own rituals, and as absolutely amazing. So, can you imagine if they had 
at that time a super like a economical support okay? imagine even online it's the same concept right even online suddenly uh, you know you build your 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 starship and whatever and it actually has a proper value which you can argue can already had with the the their their own um, uh, where you can buy you know you can sell the 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 in-game uh, currency and whatever but can you imagine if it was simple and you can actually list your uh, the whatever the thing that you you build uh, on the market and people buy it and then you're like okay i'm done I, i'm taking some of my money and then i'm exchanging uh, some of that money to pay rent it's yeah. a whole new life right and believe me in especially in eve online you have people that could make rent and could live a living absolutely uh you know on a monthly basis if if they had the the, the power to to do so you know uh and so the let's say the legality right because uh, i don't think even line would be too fine with that but imagine <laughs> the concept right so yeah we are going towards that with um what is still called uh pay to earn even though we do not do we do not believe in in the word uh, play to earn something i like to insist on is that for us it's play and earn in the sense that play is the first thing you come into the world you come into the game to play to have fun with your friend and whatever but if you get rewarded a little bit on the side uh hell why not right yeah. it's not about uh, uh, these these games that are played to earn which is the finality is to actually make money we think that's a wrong, wrong approach to it that's a wrong way to go about it for us it's more about hey you know come have fun live your life online and then you know you can still make money if and if you open a business and then that's a whole new uh, uh in the era you know for you so um but yeah, we believe in the concept that uh, the two should be connected. That's exciting. Yeah, I can't um, can't wait to check that out because, like I said, I've been a long time gamer. Probably sounds like the same mm -hmm. timeline you have. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, there is something magical about, like you said, like if you're a blacksmith at a game and you actually build digital items and people really like them and sell them and you can, you know, fund your, fund your life that way. And actually, yeah. I mean, I remember yeah, when I played EverQuest, uh, there was on my server, uh, there was a guy or, or girl, I, I think it was a girl actually. And she was, uh, she was just taking uh, like you you would go to her and you would uh give her a either a screenshot or just you know go and look at uh, uh, go to her to meet her into the world and she would basically take a screenshot of your character and she would draw them on real paper of course she would draw them and do sketches of your character and she would sell that right and we're talking yeah. 100 150 a piece right and she yeah. <laughs> reached a point where she could not do it uh, alone anymore. Right? She had a, 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 like a, a backlog of 
dozen and dozen of people because we're talking thousands of players on on everquest right and he yeah. goes through you know all the other server and people want to hey i want my you know because that's <laughs> that's what we have we love our avatars we love you know the nicknames that we have we kind of like relate to our uh, digital persona right yep. and there's something that is really dear to us right so so yeah there's a for smart people creative people uh, savvy people there's a lot of uh, business opportunities uh, yeah. in there you know that's what yeah, i like about um you guys have set up how you kind of explain like it's not just one thing it's you know everything and you can go from like uh i'm assuming and at some point like i'm just talking they haven't announced anything like this but you could look like there's maybe some pirate stuff you could go do you could go do like futuristic stuff i saw a couple of shots of yeah. that like you're just kind of encompassing everything so you know yeah. when you say yeah, avatar yeah. um so my first online experience was like fantasy star online on the dreamcast mm -hmm. yep long time ago um mm -hmm. i used the name pj and i've been like i've been pj ever since like that's not <laughs> yeah, my exactly. I've changed my middle name to PJ legally, but I've been PJ for like 30 years now. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's, yeah. it's crazy yeah. like that because more people knew me as PJ than it is my real name. So that's yeah. just kind of my uh, real friends uh, calling me uh, Muad because uh, back then I was uh, Muadib. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah. the Quizaks at the hack. <laughs> and so all my names since, I don't know, yes, uh, like since Warcraft 2 and and Duke Nukem, uh, basically, yeah. it was always uh, around um, around June, basically, right? So now I'm a trade, you know, for in most of my games. Uh, you know, it's always uh, for me. It's always <laughs> between Dune and uh, and Greek mythology, or well, let's say Greek uh, history. You know, it's always been. Uh, uh, so, for example, now I kind of change him. It's Dionekes. If you if you uh, read the um, the book um, uh, Gets of Fire uh, from uh, Pressfield, the book that inspired Three Hundred. Uh, the okay. comic book, and then which inspired the movie, but uh, the 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 inspiration for the for the comic book was the 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 book from uh, I think it's Jason Spreisfield uh, or James, I can't remember, but yeah, it's called uh, Gets a Fire, and um, yeah, it's it's amazing. But anyway, so you know because the the Spartan basically I have a fascination for Spartan, uh, and there's a there's a mix between uh, that in Dune. And uh, there's a link between the Atreides family from Dune and the uh, Greek uh, ancient mythology. So, yeah, sorry, I'm I'm geeking out a little bit here. That's awesome. But, no, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like you, I have uh, everybody uh, knows me. I have people calling me Atreides or Muad, you know, in real life uh, because, <laughs> you know, that's been my handle, my nickname for, yeah, 30, 30 plus years, literally. Yeah, that's... Like what my co-host, he's not here this, for this talk, but um, he's also my brother, and mm -hmm. he's called me PJ more than my real name. Yeah, more than anything, <laughs> you know. And if when he hit, 
when I call him by his name, like if I'm talking to our sister or something, like, it's mm-hmm. so weird to say his name instead of like, hey, Wookie, because he's been Wookie yeah. forever. So <laughs> Exactly. Yep. Yeah, that's but awesome. But only us can understand that. <laughs> yeah. To explain that to someone who doesn't have that, it sounds a bit odd, but... <laughs> yeah, that's the gamer DNA right there. Yeah. I was going to ask you... Um, you know, you have a, a quite a background with working in games too. If you want to mm-hmm. share some of that, you have some a nice pedigree yeah. of, of big name games you've been part of. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, basically, I, I think my brother always said that uh, I was born with a with a joystick, at least in in the hands. So, <laughs> as far as I remember, I was a player. You know, I was a gamer. Uh, and so when came, you know, the study time and whatever, university and whatnot, I was like, mm, I'm not interested in anything. I just want to work in gaming, right? And back then I was in Paris and, uh, you know, the, there was not much, not, uh, not many studios um, that would, you know, welcome uh, or, or developing games, basically. There was only a few, but uh, I was very lucky. There was a studio called uh, Cryo Networks. And they're the one who, who did uh, Captain Blood back then, and the first uh, Dune, actually. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. I was like, okay, I absolutely love your games and blah blah blah. Please uh, hire me, whatever you, <laughs> whatever I can do, you know. And I talked to them like uh, about all my my gaming background and my gaming knowledge, and they were like, yeah, sure, come. We'll hire you. <laughs> and so that's how I started, actually, in QA back then. That's awesome. And uh, I realized very fast. So it was in 1995, if I remember. And uh, back then, I was like, uh, am I, it's awesome to be part of a, of a studio. But you know what? I want to write about all these games. Right, there's so many games that I play, you know, Max Payne and you know, Mafia back then. <laughs> and then there was this game, uh, that were like I thought would absolutely change the world. And these were the first online games, right? And then, um, you had uh, Ultima Online, this guy was a big fan of Ultima, and I was like, okay, hey, what is this game? You know, it was in alpha stage, and I started. And I was like, my God, this is absolutely amazing. I'm literally with hundreds of people at the same time, you know. And uh, and I was like, okay, this is life changing. It's gonna. And so at the same time, I was discussing with with uh, magazines, you know, uh, in France. And uh, and I was like, uh, you know, I would love to write for you guys. And they say, okay, well, you know what? Uh, send us a review. And then we'll we'll assess and then we'll see. And so I send, uh, I think, the review of my my life uh, about uh, Ultima Online. And uh, I don't even think back then they actually knew uh, what it was, right? And then sure. and then literally uh, the week after uh, they say, okay, well, they will have you, you know, come and work for us. And so I left uh, Cryo back then. And then I moved immediately. One of the biggest ones called Generation 4, Gen 4. Um, And I started immediately. And my specialty right off the bat was online gaming, right? So I discovered games for uh, French uh, people, game like uh, uh, Dark Age of Camelot, 
for example, where there were a tiny little studio in the US. And then I was literally scouring the the, the net, uh, finding the the Neo Crown and all these tiny little <laughs> game, your know, mods and stuff like that. And I was just uh, having my own uh, uh, my own uh, feature, uh, basically, where I was talking about all these games, all the craziness. I, I mean, think about it. Back then, it was only single-player single, single player games, right? Yeah. It's very hard to imagine right now, but back then, it was only single-player <laughs> game, right? It was yeah. all these big blockbusters, like I was saying, uh, you know, Ubisoft games and whatnot. But there was none of these. It, it was still like Quake was still a... A, a weird thing, right, for most of the people. Um, and yeah, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, and I did uh, seven years uh, of it wow. in and out, you know, <laughs> where I I work for a game one, uh, which was uh, back then, you know, belonging to uh, to uh, Canal Plus. And so it's, it was a TV channel, basically. I moved from print to TV. Where I had the same the same thing feature uh, uh, feature editor basically where I was talking about online games and whatnot. Then I came back into PC gamer, uh, PC jeu, the, the equivalent of uh, the franchise PC gamer uh, back then, and, and you know I, I did all of that, and then you know I was full on, uh, and then I got a. I got connected with the guy from uh, which back then we were building. Uh, so Sony, uh, Sony Online Entertainment, which uh, I love because of uh, EverQuest, right? And they were building EverQuest, and they they wanted me to help on the all the translation and all of these. And I was like, sure, you know. And so I started uh, uh, slowly there, and immediately after I got NCSoft. Uh, you know the famous Korean uh, publisher uh, mm -hmm. located in um, in UK mm -hmm. uh, in Brighton, and they called me and say, "Would you like to come and handle you know community management for us?" And I've always been part of communities, right? I always like whether in 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 games where I build guilds, uh, you know, or you know just taking care of of uh, you know a, being on forums and whatnot. And so um, I said, you know, I remember I just had bought my apartment and I was literally six months in and I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and so I left <laughs> France and then I moved to Brighton where I spent um, close to nine years, no, seven years, seven years or something like that. Yeah. Wow. And I worked on uh, uh, Guild Wars, City of Heroes back then, uh, you know, uh, help on, on the, like I did. I went up the ladder basically from community coordinator to head of head of community for Europe and, and all of that. So uh, I, you know, did some good games, some bad games like Tabula Raza and whatnot, you know. But um, it was fascinating. I was with a, amazing teams, you know, and absolutely loved it. And then back then we did, uh, we had a new... Uh, a new studio, new studio in um, in California, who was building uh, Wildstar uh, back then, like a MMORPG, kind of like you know, a one of these uh, successors, supposedly successor of World <laughs> of Warcraft, and um, and we really clicked with the team. You know, uh, we went to I remember we went to Gamescom and I did a. I created a, a very interesting uh, kind of like um, we we build online in real time 
with the audience, we build a uh, a big um, red bus uh, together. It's called Metalmo. Basically, actually, the, the community came up with the name, but it was like a big aquatic monster with jetpack. You know, it's it was absolutely mind blowing. You know, you yeah. had the 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 lead uh, character uh, uh, artist, and uh, it was basically. And we were talking. Okay, so what what kind of monster is it? So we've got. Ah, oh, it's a big lizard. Okay, well, it's a big lizard. So the guy start drawing. You know, the lizard. And stuff like that. Okay, so what what kind of superpower does he have? You know, like throw laser. You know, okay. Well, the guy goes like, okay, laser. Oh, he has jetpack. You know, oh, he does this, does that. <laughs> and you know, the guy is absolutely amazing. It's is drawing, and then we end up with a sketch. And then for a year after that, we followed the creation of the of the of the the red boss being built. You know, from you know, rigging to, you know, sketching and, and whatnot, adding sound effect and whatever, and then uh, encounter team, you know, build him in the game. Well, it was just amazing, right? And um, and the team absolutely loved the idea, you know, that, uh, that how we dare to do something like that with the, the German audience uh, back in Gamescom uh, back then. <laughs> and then uh, on the spot, literally say, do you want to come and, and work for us in the U.S.? And so I said, who, who say no? You know, who can say <laughs> no to such a proposal, right? Back then it was yeah. kind of like California, the, you know, the, it's the hub of all the uh, magical uh, studios, right? So I was like, okay, let's go. And so I left uh, and then I went to live in uh, Orange County and I worked for them. And meanwhile, <laughs> sorry, I'm doing it. I don't know how long you time, how, how much time do you have? <laughs> but uh, this, this is awesome. <laughs> so okay, so I keep going, and and then basically at that time I was like, uh, you know, I was discovering. I had played for a few years uh, since the beta a little game that literally exploded. That uh, was a League of Legends from Riot Games. And I was a big fan, right? I was uh, myself a, a, play, a big player of it. And then um, I got contacted, and I said, "Hey, you know, we are, you know, we are open. You, we have our our, uh, our office, European office in in Dublin, Ireland. And uh, you know, we would love if you would come and take care of uh, the French territory, basically, for us." And um, I was like, you know what? I don't think you can say no to Riot Games, especially at that time. You know, it was absolutely yeah. like the top of the top, right? You can't do maybe with Blizzard back then. You could you could top it up, but I think that's uh, and for in my heart, Riot is still one of the top two uh, uh, game company in the world, right? And so I was like, yeah, of course, yeah, I'm coming, right? And um, and so I moved to uh, Dublin Island, where I stayed for close to four years, I think. And I had the most uh, magical journey. You know, I learned so much. These guys are absolutely crazy, uh, crazy good. Uh, and uh, yeah, and took care of friends, you know. And in terms of building community, it taught me so much, right? I had a fully dedicated team, uh, player first mentality, you know, and we were on the ground. We went to, uh, you know, Japan Expo and, and, and Paris Games Week and all these different places. And it was all about for the community, right? 
how can we help them cosplayers you know we 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 did a lot of stuff for them with them it was absolutely amazing right uh, we organized like we created something called club of legends right which is with all the um all the uh, uh pc um pc cafe back then right there was like a tiny little structure but we say hey, we're going to federate all of them you know so we transformed uh, them from just being a pc cafe to being a uh we give them champions name and you know we help them brand up it, it was amazing right it was so uh enriching basically for for everyone i think um and then you know uh i'll be honest with you i would have stayed probably the rest of my life uh in uh <laughs> in um in riot but you know how how life is sometimes you know they uh yeah the you know the the politics and stuff like that comes in they open so that's the thing they open the uh the uh country offices in france you know uk germany whatever and i just couldn't see myself uh I, back at that point in my life i was a block uh, globetrotter right i had uh <laughs> lived so many years outside of france that and i loved it that i just couldn't see myself going back to france right so i didn't have any uh you know it was time was too short to to find an alternative uh and so i i basically uh moved away uh and i went to a publisher um in germany that but a, a texan uh, publisher uh, located in houston and we did a, a game called Dreadnought. And so, you know, a journey like this. And then after that, uh, I did that for a, a year and a half or something like that. Um, I loved the team, but, you know, the, the game was not really my thing. Uh, I would say I need to have like a love, you know, for what I'm doing sure. to be able to do it properly. And then yeah. after that, completely change of scenario, moved to, to Cyprus, where... Uh, I um, I went into the financial because I was back then in blockchain and in crypto. That was my big thing. So I was like, okay, let's try a, a new direction. And so, yeah, I moved over there. And then um, I worked uh, in crypto for a little bit. And, uh, and then until I got called back uh, by a studio uh, in Sweden, um in malmo and they were uh building a um a battle royale on the vampire the masquerade uh franchise and mm -hmm. it was called blood hunt basically um and uh yeah i love the team i love the spirit i love that tencent was behind you know i love the, the 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 way tencent do business uh as they did in in riot games and so i was like okay you know if if uh if they bought the studio 100% at the time uh, before even releasing a game, then, you know, there must be something there. And so I joined and I joined for two years. And, you know, how it is sometimes it's you don't necessarily get what you thought you would get. And, uh, and uh, I, even though I love the team and all that, I had not a big um, love for that specific game. And so, yeah, I just decided to 
to chase uh, different, uh, you know, adventure. And back then again, I got called back into this time blockchain gaming. Because uh, when I was in uh, in Cyprus, it was more like financial and DeFi and all this stuff. So it was more like uh, f- money, uh, you know, centric. But here I was going back to, uh, you know, my two love, my two passion, which is crypto, blockchain and gaming. And so, um, you know, along the, the month and whatnot, I ended up with uh, Victoria VR because uh, not only they were doing games, they were doing blockchain, but they were doing something I was not familiar at all with, which is virtual reality. And I was like, wow, this is a (laughs) a triple combo uh, that is amazing to me. And I absolutely love the team, the ambition, the the empathy, the kindness, uh, you know, and I was like, okay, yeah, I got got to see it through, right? I got to see the adventure. Um, and since then, I've been here, right? And I um, absolutely love it. The guys are crazy. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, like uh, the tech knowledge that the team have is actually bonker. You know, our CEO is 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 one of a kind. Is um, a tech genius. You know, and um, and yeah, and then our CEO is CEO. Like all these guys, they're like super savvy, and you know. So super motivated, and there's a love for community uh, that I truly appreciate. Right, I need to be in a company that understand that you don't that there's a certain way to build community, right? Um, and and sure, we are building a crypto project, uh, but our what we are building is towards we are building a game slash universe right i mean metaverse and and slash virtual world and so we need to appeal to these people we need to 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 people need to adopt victoria vr right and that comes with a certain way of thinking which is uh which not all you know uh, blockchain and in in gaming uh, web3 gaming uh has uh, as of yet, right? Or to be honest, even what we call like Web two and, and traditional uh, publishers, not everyone has it, right? This kind of like uh, this kind of DNA that uh, I already have in in my heart, but literally polished in in Riot Games, which is all for the gamer, right? It's all about <laughs> the gamer. Make sure your game is good. Make sure the the people want to come back, and then they will reward you. You know, with the hard, hard on cash, basically. So, yeah. So I, I love been, to I hear you know. say that because <laughs> I, I like think it's, it's... spoken for an hour. <laughs> oh no, no, that's that's super interesting. You've had quite the quite the journey, but I love hearing you say, you know, you know, player first, player focused community. Because um, I think a lot of companies, and there's been such an explosion in the games industry that a lot of that's been lost that used to exist more. Yeah. And it's yeah. kind of, you know, I've said this before on the podcast where, you know, I'm I'm a huge gamer, but, you know, a couple of years ago, it was like, I'm like, am I getting older or games getting worse or something's happening? And that's where VR came in and kind of air quotes save mm-hmm. my my life where i'm like this is a whole new thing like all the developers are amazing they're yeah. really like passionate and into what they're doing which you know traditional gaming was kind of just like cut 
print repeat you know just yeah, the same old absolutely. same old happening so yeah, that's why like... i yeah despite me being working in some with some pretty big uh, publisher but there was always back then there was always a desire to innovate or to do something different right which is why yeah. i absolutely love the indie scene right because all these game you know uh, uh ftl and and even minecraft in its time right um mm -hmm. absolutely amazing right it yeah. reminds me of the time where graphics were not the most important things uh and it was all about the gameplay how can you keep your game interesting so that people want to play it exactly. because you only have pixels right mm -hmm. the only it's absolutely ugly uh so how do you make uh the best games you know and then it was all around the gameplay so yeah game like midwinter back then yeah uh oh uh, iron <laughs> lords and yeah fond memories of uh and of course now i look at them and i'm like wow it's like how could i even play these games right but <laughs> you know it's all a uh, relative right yep. and and of course now it's all about chasing ch i mean most of these games that especially triple a game as we call it it's more about chasing the 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 uh the graphics right chasing the the, yeah. the beauty and, and that's a great thing but sometimes it's at the expense of uh innovative gameplay and you know emergent gameplay and, and stuff like that and and that's why i love the indie scene because they don't care they don't care yep. at all they are like you know what you know we are like five of us ten of us whatever uh, we just need a little sustain you know to be able to and if we hit the jackpot then let's go but i'm gonna do what i want to do right what i yeah. truly believe in and you end up with, uh, you know, divin divinity, you know, a, a, and, you know, and of course, some of these start indie and they get so much success that they become like, uh, yeah, like I was saying, Lion, for example, started small, but now they're like a true uh, a publisher, like, like a, a big company and stuff like that. But, but, you know, some of these games are just, uh, yeah, amazing. And, um, and uh, yeah, and so that that's the thing innovation i don't want to get bored i don't want to so that's also what i love um in my gaming i love simulations you know or realistic as as realistic as possible so for example you know fps uh, for example i was always around uh, i started with uh, battlefield 2 you know and then i played a mode called uh, project reality back then and and he opened my mind to what it means to play a a real like hardcore simulator uh you know soldier simulator basically and then the turn into armor you know and all mm. the these things and and uh you know red orchestra and all these these games and now i can only play like my last one was escape from tarkov right it, it doesn't get much more realistic <laughs> or, or hardcore than this and it makes you feel alive as a gamer, I don't know if you if you if you experience that much uh, anymore. But when I play a game of Tarkov, even before I launch the game, my heart is beating like <laughs> like there's no tomorrow, right? And when I get a wow. kill, I feel like you know exhilarating, and you know, I'm afraid to make one step, 
uh, around the <laughs> corner because I'm going to get uh, sniped or something like that. Because, of course, there's a feel of you're going to lose everything you have on you, your entire inventory or whatever. So it gives you a, a desire, you know, uh, not, not, to, not to die, right? You, yeah. you, you get uh, loss uh, aversion, basically. As it's called, and uh, but you know, not every publisher would go like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna do a game," and you know, when you die, you lose everything that you have on your in your inventory, right? People don't dare to do uh, anything, and back then, Ultima Online was like that. You know, you could had you could get uh, ambushed and killed, and everything you had on you, boom, gone. You know, yeah. you lost maybe. A year, a month, whatever of uh, wealth that you accumulated, well, it's gone. But it made you feel like, you know, it made you feel something. Yeah. Now, most of the time, I play games and I'm bored after two hours, right? And I'm talking triple A games, you know. So unless it's a narrative game like God of War, you know, these, right. these yeah. amazing, uh, you know, games that. Like the narrative is huge, uh, it's beautiful, it's very fun. Then I play for the story, right? But when I play for the multiplayer, when I play for the players with the players, um, yeah, I, I need something that keeps me awake, basically. <laughs> That's crazy, but yeah, it's it's definitely like, yeah, I know. I, I, I love the fact that you, you know, games like that make you feel like. Like you put your time in, and and if you die, it's gone, and you got to start yeah. from scratch. I appreciate that, and that's like a like a weekend type of game for me. But like during the week, um, it's like oh, I only have like twenty thirty minutes to play, and I don't want to just mm -hmm. go do something that major. You know, <laughs> if I die, yeah, yeah. then that's gonna ruin my night. So then you know you <laughs> go do these other little games. But I agree, like it, it, you do feel like. Um, it's way more immersive when there's something on the line and and you yeah. know you can lose it. That's exactly. it's pretty. Like you said, your your heart was pounding before you even got in the, in the match. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's a very and sometimes it makes you afraid even to watch the to start the game. Right, something <laughs> has an adverse. It's like okay, no, I'm not in a in the in the mindset. I'm not in a good enough mindset to be able to play the game. Right, mm -hmm. because you are you are, you don't, you need to feel good, baby. Um, yeah. But uh, but you know, uh, but uh, I'm like you. I, during the week, I don't have much time, so basically, sometimes I do a little bit of VR as well, and I try to polish my um, my knowledge of what VR has to offer. Right, from fitness to uh, puzzle game uh, narrative with you know. Uh, uh, the the dance Vader game uh, I can't remember the the name of it now, but um, you know these type of things you know even uh, mini golf you know something like that yeah. with my son uh, we're having fun you know it's and VR is definitely way more fun now and you can have some absolutely amazing uh, experiences right so uh, yeah brings us back to to Victoria VR but basically. <laughs> uh, um, I think I think there is definitely a it's still niche at this time, of course, but uh, I think uh, as the the tech progresses and there's more and more adoption from publishers, 
and they do more crazy games, then it's going to bring a lot more people. And um, it's going to be a, a part of the future, definitely. So one last question for you from my end. Um, so you guys are, you know, you mentioned metaverse and trying to build <laughs> out a metaverse. Like, what do you guys think when you hear, like, Facebook talk about a metaverse and, you know, their vision and goals? Like, it's kind of different from everyone else's. So just curious yeah. what your standpoint on that is. I mean, I respect that. Uh, the 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 idea is, is I guess, it has a sense of replicating the world one-to-one uh, -one in a sense that that's how I interpret it at, uh, at least. It's kind of like, you know, chatting with your friends and, you know, you know, having some, some fun with a, a, an avatar or something like that. But for, and, and we share some of these visions, right? For us, a metaverse, for example, is, um, it's kind of like a 3D version of internet, right? Now everything is digitalized, right? You shop online, you do your things online, you know, whatever you discuss online, you, you play online, you work online. Uh, and we want to, um, to have some of that, right? And that's the, that's the playground, that the creative playground that I mentioned. But there's also the, we want it to be a game as well, right? And that may be the, the thing that Facebook is not necessarily exploring, uh, at least not from what I, I know about. Um, but you know what? A, kudos to them as well, you know? They renamed themselves, themselves to Meta, and the world metaverse exploded uh, in Google search, uh, giving all this exposure to all the other games, us, in, uh, us included, right? So yeah. I'd be remiss to actually, you know, talk bad about any of that. Now the, the vision, I don't know, they're still a bit secret about what they're building, right? So nobody truly know what they're what they are working on uh, properly, right? So, uh, but I'm very curious to see what kind of a path they're, they're going to walk, right? Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, something tell me that will probably be on a uh, different uh, uh, path uh, with them, yeah. I'm trying to, I wonder, you know, people that aren't into VR, like, I don't want to say like just a normal person, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, what, what they think nowadays when they do hear, see the word metaverse, because, ah, you know, that's the thing. Everything is a metaverse now. Yeah. There's, like, I, there's like I was saying, uh, yeah, I was saying so in, uh, many versions. Yeah. And so many interpretation, right. For mm -hmm. us, uh, like I told you, it's like a, for us, the, for us, a metaverse has a, virtual reality component to it that's how we see it imagine uh, uh ready player one kind of like you know you you the immersion is 360 the immersion is total um so that's kind of like how we see a metaverse but now everyone either intentionally or unintentionally claiming uh that they are metaverse like people uh i was saying that in another podcast but people say that uh for example, a, a Fortnite is a metaverse now, right? 
they <laughs> I don't think they ever called and I'm not even I don't even think that they qualify themselves as metaverse but some people say you know metaverse fortnite and so because they have different franchises you know they have dragon ball that yeah. invite itself into the metaverse they have you know a lot of amazing experience they had uh, um martin luther king uh, celebration within for example the 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 world so they recreated a, a museum for him and so absolutely amazing stuff uh and uh but for us, that's not really what a metaverse is about, right? Uh, for us, it's it's about having a sense of activities that you are in, in, doing in there, right? It's kind of like transcend reality. It's, I would say it's even it's an extension of reality, right? It's it's like you do you do your your thing, and hey, you want to escape a little bit. You can escape by reading a book. You can escape by playing games. You know, you can also escape by traveling into a different world and and doing things right uh, but yeah. but it's also uh and that's where we we get closer we warm up to to a meta uh you can work right you can have a productive meeting with your friend in your offices digital office you imagine a we work office for example whatever online and you have a wide screen and and but you just talk and interact through uh, VR, right? Um, yeah. For us, that's possible as well. You know, you go on a Saturday evening, and you're like, you know what? I want to go to the to the dance club, right? But you don't want to walk. You don't want to go out. Hell, you want to go into dance club that only <laughs> play your kind of music or whatever. Well, then it so happened that, for example, uh, Victoria VR has the famous nightclub where you go in. And then you can communicate and dance with your friends. You have different type of music. You have different type of rooms, whatever. Maybe it's a branded uh, club that is well known in the world. Whatever, you can have this type of experience uh, in the future, right? Eventually, yeah. that might happen. And I mean, for me, it's absolutely mind blowing because we have a tendency, and and in everybody is a culprit in this and myself included sometimes like you feel like oh nobody will do that right it's like oh <laughs> I, I i'm tired you know i I, do, I wouldn't want to do that yeah but there's some people <laughs> that do there's some people that that live a completely different life than than yeah. us or or you know whatever that some people that like i was saying you know you can say whatever you want but you can really reinvent and reimagine yourself into uh, into the verse, into the metaverse as an avatar. And, you know, there's some people that uh, don't have the happiest life in real life, you know, uh, maybe yep. discrimination, you know, racism, whatever, you know. And some people need to um, escape. You know, yeah. and and uh, and I've seen that through all my life as a gamer, uh, that people, and that's why there's a, such a strong connection with their avatar, right? Is that they recreate their life, and and can, people can judge. Oh, why don't they do that in real life? Like, don't judge, dude. Don't judge. Yeah. <laughs> like you can, you you are no in no position to judge other people. Uh, situation mindset and so the idea is to give and that's what that's where we are we want to give opportunity right we want to give 
if that's your thing, then come join us. You're more than welcome. Whoever you are, whatever walk of life you're from, you know, you, there's, a, there's a place, except, of course, if you're a hater. But <laughs> there's, a yeah. place, there's a place for you in, uh, in our world, right? That's, that's, that's who we build it uh, uh, for, you know? Everybody that, that, that wants that to. That sounds awesome. I'm glad to hear you say that because that is, that is important. Like the whole um, avatar thing you're saying, like, you know, that's why we get, you know, a lot of our guests and a lot of the people that come back a lot, like, you know, where are my avatar? Like, we yeah. have these little pill hands. Yeah. It's first thing we hear, but it, it is so important to, you know, have that representation of yourself and you be able to build it to what you want. Like in Neos VR, like you go in there and there's people that spend hundreds of hours on their yep. avatars and they look fantastic and wow, yep. you know. I mean, look and, at Second Life, right? The daddy before, yeah. uh, the, the, like even before, like daddy of the metaverse, I would call, uh, you, you still have people like thousand, if not uh, hundred thousand people playing uh, the game and 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 I think it's most of most of the reason is 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 their life and their avatar and and, and you know that's the thing you can reinvent yourself and and now uh, you know we can say whatever we want about meta or whatever but look the latest uh, uh, quest quest pro that uh, they just released now you can you can tell the the expression you know face uh, expression mm -hmm. and you can recognize it my god this is amazing this yeah. is next gen stuff can you imagine in 5 years or whatever where we will be it basically you can <laughs> you can relate directly to not only a, a human but a digital uh, character because of the eyes because of the expression that's what we need you know as human being we need to see a cue in 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 other people's face about what we're talking about you know maybe yeah. a nod or, or a little a smile or you know a, a, a eyebrow a raised eyebrow whatever <laughs> but now you can do it on a on an avatar to be honest i didn't think it was possible uh before a few years right so i was like holy shit, that's that's amazing <laughs> uh and that gave me hopes for the future because with haptic uh devices that's the future, right? Once right. you are able to properly touch, uh, interpret, you know, like, uh, like, yeah, probably touch, smell, uh, you know, um, interpret people's uh, expression, you're there, you know? The rest yeah. is, is just about developing the app, but the technology is there. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's, they've, it's very like exciting. VR has just shot, like, up yeah. so fast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, right? It's like blockchain, right? It's the, uh, I think, the, if I remember correctly, like uh, it's growing, uh, is growing like one hundred thirty percent per year. It's like uh, uh, the the fastest um, technology in in the history of mankind in terms of growth, or right? even more than internet. Uh, so. You know, uh, VR might be behind, but it's still, I think it's still exploded and it had a parabolic growth uh, since a few years, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that uh, we just started, 
because I see the type of games that keep being released and they're pushing the the envelope. Every game that gets released push the envelope in terms of you know reality realism, you know, uh, and this these these uh, devs are so smart, you know, yeah. in in the way they develop, they use, um, you know, they use technology to, you know, uh, uh, make it their own. Yeah, I don't know exactly how to say it, but basically they are just uh, playing, you know, with technology and 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 making it, uh, yeah, absolutely amazing for the rest of us. Yeah, it's. There, the tricks and and yeah, methods tricks, they yeah, use. Exactly, yeah, is. it's we do a roundtable in here once a month with a bunch of devs and just them sharing tips and tricks and what they've done to get something to work is just to me it's mind blowing. Yeah. I I do I'm not a programmer developer at all, so I find yeah. it super interesting. But and 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 uh, all guys, uh, Victor, yeah, I was in the studio last week. Uh, we are in Prague, uh, by the way. The, the studio, the entire studio, is in Prague, <laughs> which is a, a quite an important thing for a plug, blockchain project. I, I, that's uh, I keep drumming it, but but uh, <laughs> we have we have a decentralized game, but a fully centralized team, except me and and another uh, guy. Uh, the rest of the team is entirely uh, entirely centralized in. Uh, so that's that's quite odd, right, for a Web three project where uh, all the teams are. <laughs> well known to be you know it's a remote industry basically it's a decentralized industry uh and we believe in it but it's just so happened that the whole team is in prague and building the, the thing but what i mean to say is that we have dev you know we have architect we have uh crazy dev, and then you have also the guys that they're building uh, ai you know ai powered uh, uh gameplay and stuff like that and and i can't talk much about it yet uh, i want to slowly unveil it but these guys are kind of crazy man <laughs> it's like uh, wow it's like uh, you know they're pushing you know the what you hear about of course ai you know with uh, text written by ai picture uh, drawn by ai um you know video created by ai you know yeah these these guys in in, in our team they're not far behind you know they're following the trend and they're trying they're exploring and it's like okay how can we use this type of technology to scale right within our games because ai is 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 meant to to scale you know um to automate you know the kind of like things that can be automated and 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 reach the next level in terms of creativity and, and whatnot and uh yeah so i'm always amazed about uh I'm like I feel so. <laughs> I wouldn't say useless, but I feel so <laughs> like uh, like these are these are the real guys, right? These are the real, uh, yeah, the real devs, basically. <laughs> so, one last thing. I already said one question, but I'm just curious. <laughs> like Victoria VR, like when do you guys plan on like opening your gates, as it were, or have you, or? Like when can people expect to hop in and and be part of the community or metaverse? Yeah, so basically we're already uh, available somehow in the sense that we are in alpha. Uh, we are uh, uh, in alpha stage, but uh, private alpha, uh, very small. You know, uh, you can only have I think uh, three hundred people at the at the time in um, 
in uh, in Oculus uh, right now in in Alpha Stage. So we have uh, a few hundred people uh, in there helping us, you know, testing the game and testing some of the things that you saw there. Um, and um, and then after that, we'll move into beta stage. Uh, you know, and then there'll be all the multiplayer and all the, the thing where the, the, you can start to experience the, the, the metaverse uh, itself and the first element of, uh, of uh, the game, of gameplay and whatnot. And then after that, uh, later down the road, you know, uh, we uh, will be uh, releasing the game. I don't want to put a date on it because, to be honest, I don't have it. And I sure. know uh, <laughs> very well as probably you you do as well uh the development cycle is never mm-hmm. what you think <laughs> it's gonna be um so my idea is more following the following the 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 product uh roadmap and the production roadmap basically and just uh piggybacking uh on them and just you know uh, my goal is to sync my team the, the whole marketing team with the production team and the dev and just you know inform the players as much as possible uh about what's happening so the next stage is in in few weeks month where we're going to have the next uh iteration of the alpha uh in which we will have uh, you know close quarter the cqb is called close quarter uh, battle uh, which I, I talked about the shooting range before. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, the drill and, and all of that. So that'll be implemented and, you know, we'll be doing some other things, uh, implemented fixing bug, you know, uh, adding more stuff in there uh, and then releasing a, a batch, you know, uh, switching the, uh, uh, rotating the testers, you know, to make sure that everyone can can have a test um and yeah and basically people can join us on all our, our social networks uh especially discord and telegram that's where we are the most active right now but you know as we ramp up the team will be active in, in way more channels but yeah it can be part of the of the of the community and uh and uh we'll build together basically that's exciting i'm glad to, to hear that and i thank you for coming on here and with your, and giving us your time and um, sharing your journey and, and your guys' future visions and plans for Victoria VR. This has been awesome. Cool. And well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Anyone yeah. watching, listening, all the, I'll share all the links to you guys, discord and all that, that you mentioned and so you can quickly find them. Cool. But yeah, awesome. I'm sure we could, we could probably go on for an, a while yet and talk yeah. about some more things, but <laughs> You need to shut me up already. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> I, I keep going. <laughs> yeah, I love the passion. Like that's what ha- you know got us to start the podcast was just the mm. you know, dev's passions and and vision, and it's just so exciting to hear and see. And I can't wait to be able to pop in here and hang out with people and check out what you guys have been up to. And cool, it's gonna be yep. great. I'll definitely give you a uh, give you an in uh, when we're ready. Sweet. Cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks everyone for watching and listening. Um, catch us next week with the next guest. Wookie will be back, but this has been Loak from Victoria VR talking about his journey and, and their their metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye.